This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 95. friends. Welcome to the podcast. It's a beautiful day where I'm at. It's sunny. It's cool, but very beautiful. I hope where you are, it's beautiful as well. Even if it isn't, you can choose to enjoy it, right? It's all about our attitude. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. If you've not been here before, I really appreciate you giving us a try today. This is a podcast where people in the veterinary field can discuss different issues on leadership, on coaching ourselves, managing our stress and anxiety. And what I try to talk about is anything that can help you become a better leader, have better relationships, have better family life, and manage your veterinary career to the best of your ability to build the life that you really want. And that's what this podcast is all about. I am a life coach and I coach all people, but particularly veterinarians, and I would love to coach you. So if you want to speak with me, you can go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com, and I have a sign up there for free coaching. And you can also send me an email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I'd love to speak with you and go over some of these techniques that I teach for coaching yourself and working on your mental health and also on your leadership skills and relationship skills. So thanks for joining me today. And before we get started, I want to encourage you to sign up for my weekly words. Um, I send out a little kind of a mini blog every Wednesday morning, and it's filled with words of encouragement, some quotes, things that will just help you get through your week. You can sign up for that on my website. And also, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm working on getting a bigger presence there. And I also have a Facebook page that you can follow. And there I will post different things for my blogs and also for the podcast as well. So any of those places, please reach out. I would love to hear from you and know that you're out there listening. If you've listened to the podcast before, thank you so much. I really appreciate the fact that you've come back. So let's get started in today's topic, which is resilience. Now, I like the word resilience, especially in this time of COVID. I'm getting really tired of COVID, and I'm sure you are too. It's been months now that we've been wearing masks and hearing about COVID and hearing about friends and neighbors getting ill. Even some of you have probably lost people to COVID, and I really pray for you, the the people out there that have lost loved ones to this terrible disease. And I think we're just feeling fatigue around the whole thing. Also, with those of us that are working in veterinary medicine, we're doing this curbside thing where we're not talking to the clients in person. They're outside the practices. Some of us are allowing some clients in the buildings, but it's all getting tiring. It's all getting old. And so I thought resilience in that topic of resilience and how do we become more resilient would be a great thing to talk about here on the podcast. So here we go into resilience. So what exactly is resilience? The definition that I looked up 
is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. The other definitions are to spring back. And there was also a definition that said mental resilience is inner strength and inner toughness, which I thought was really interesting. So let's pick those definitions apart a little bit. The capacity to recover. And what does that mean? Recovering from what? Recovering from any challenge. So in order to become resilient, we have to learn to recover. And it also says recover quickly, which I think is another part of the challenge is how do we recover and how do we then recover quickly? And I think that there are skills that we can learn from working on coaching ourselves and having other people coach us and working on our brain. And resilience is so important in the veterinary field because we experience a lot of failure, don't we? We experience a lot of doubt, a lot of questioning. And in order to deal with all those things that don't always go our way, it's important that we develop the skill of resilience, develop the skill to recover quickly from any adversity and manage our mind and embrace that mental toughness. Now, the first thing I want you to consider is that resilience does not mean that you experience less grief, less anxiety or distress than other people do. We all have this 50-50 life, right? There's bad things that happen and there's good things that happen. And sometimes when you're in your life, it feels like other people have less than you have. It feels like other people are doing better especially when you look at social media or you talk to people because they hide it, right? We all have these issues. We all have bad things happening in our life, but we hide it from other people. We don't want them to know because we want them to think our life is wonderful, but it really isn't always wonderful. And so we need to understand that being resilient doesn't mean that you have less problems. It just means that you're better at bouncing back from them. It means that you can handle difficulty in a way that fosters strength and growth and that you learn from your difficulties and then you move on. You overcome them, so to speak. Doesn't mean that you don't experience them. So resilience as a concept or resilience as a characteristic doesn't mean that you're erasing all the stress and difficulties. It's more about training yourself to not fight adversity. It's training yourself to understand when you're not doing well and just accept it, not fight it, and then overcome it and move on. Developing skills to help you overcome it and help you move on. So it's kind of like recovering. It's recovering from adversity. And that's where that word comes from in the definition, right? Recover, spring back, become tough. So why do we want to cultivate it? Why do we want to be resilient? It allows us to develop these mechanisms to protect ourselves, these personal protection mechanism against experiences that can become overwhelming to us. So if you can develop techniques when things are not going your way or when things don't go your way, like a medical case, and you have these techniques in your tool bag, to bounce back and recover, things will not get so stressful and overwhelming. It will allow you to decrease your anxiety and decrease that path to burnout 
Because if you remember, burnout is just prolonged stress. So when we're feeling stressed for a very long period of time, then we become burned out. And we want to shorten that path. We want to circumvent that so we don't end up burned out. Resilience also helps us to maintain balance during times of stress. So sometimes when you're really stressed, don't you feel like you're going to lose your mind and that you're super unbalanced and you're not healthy? If you develop these skills of resilience, you can become more healthy and less off balance, less overwhelmed. And cultivating resilience also allows us to overcome failures more quickly and to push ahead towards goals. So if you have a failure, which you ultimately will, we, we have failures a lot in veterinary medicine, I think more so than normal people because of the things that we do. We have these medical cases that come in, you know, every 20 or 40 minutes and you're just kind of spinning and trying to get all these cases taken care of. You are going to face failure. There are going to be cases that you either misdiagnose or they don't go the way that they should go. Even if you do a proper diagnosis, because it's medicine, it doesn't always go your way. And so because we have these frequent failures, cultivating this ability to be resilient will allow us to overcome those failures and move on so we can continue to do our job. Because if we let the failures take us down, then we're not going to be able to continue to do our job the way we should. And the other thing that resilience does for us is it allows us to create meaning from all the things that do happen in life. Because if you have a failure or you have something terrible happen in in your life, you need to be able to create some meaning from that and take something away from it, either a lesson or maybe a redirection for the next case that you might think of doing something a little bit differently because you learned something from this failure or not even failure. Sometimes it's just things didn't turn out the way that you thought they would. This resilient characteristic helps you move on. So if you think about all those things, we have to agree that creating resilience for ourselves is a good thing. And so this is something that we really want to work towards. And I would argue that some people are more naturally resilient, more naturally optimistic, perhaps. And so those people have a tendency to seem like they bounce back faster than sometimes we feel like we bounce back. So it seems that some people have natural resilience more than others. And I think it's probably true. I think certain personalities have a tendency to be more resilient just naturally. But it is something that we can cultivate and it is something that we can learn. And so let's talk a little bit about how do we work to become more resilient. And we have to understand first that it's not easy. It will feel difficult, but I believe that if we work towards it, we can create a more positive, optimistic mindset and we can work on it like a muscle. It's kind of one of those things that if you want to get stronger, you have to practice. And so resilience is something that you can actually practice. Doing these little mental exercises every day will help you develop that positivity that leads to these resilience skills. So how do we do it? 
first of all, I think we have to learn to manage our emotions. Because the fact remains that we're all going to have emotions, right? Things are going to bother us. We are going to feel stress. We are going to be sad. We are going to have things that terrify us. All of these emotions will happen because we're human. And we've talked about this. We've talked about the way our brain shoots out a lot of negative emotions when we don't want it to, our little chihuahua brain. And so we have to understand that accepting that some things are beyond our control and then process, processing and learning to process the emotions that come from the idea that many things are on our, beyond our control. So when something happens, like let's say a flat tire, because that happened to me this week, when a flat tire happens, you want to feel a little bit disappointed, right? Because who wants to deal with a flat tire? And you might even be a little bit angry because ugh, having a flat tire kind of sucks, right? So in order to create resilience around something like a flat tire, you have to accept that you're going to feel a little bit ticked off maybe or upset or sad or whatever the emotion that comes from that flat tire. So accepting that there is going to be emotion around that is the first step in creating resilient. And then noticing that those emotions are within your control. You can't control the flat tire, but you can control the emotions that come from it. So in my case, the emotion was kind of a little bit of upset, but I kind of jumped, bounced back from it pretty quickly. I was more disappointed that now I had to deal with a flat tire on a vehicle that I really didn't want to deal with, but it wasn't that big of a deal. So in order to manage the fact that I was a little ticked off, I just had to first accept it that, oh yeah, it's a flat tire. I'm a little ticked off by it. So I'm just going to accept the ticked off feeling for a few minutes and then I'm going to work to let it go. So managing your emotions is the first step in creating this resilience. The next step, I would argue, is self-awareness. Being aware of how you react to things is a step, right? I know that I am quick to react, but I'm also sometimes quick to bounce back if it's something minor. But if you're somebody that gets very stressed out by little things, being aware of that is super important, right? Because you can't manage your emotions and accept your emotions unless you understand how you are. You have to have a view of yourself that's number one, realistic, but then work to have a more positive view of yourself and understanding that that's just the way you are and understanding the way your normal reaction is, having a self-awareness is part of change. Another step that can help us be more resilient is mindfulness and working on mindfulness. And that kind of goes back to the emotion thing. But if you are struggling with resilience, is creating a mindfulness habit that will help you get control of the emotions that you're feeling. Having an internal focus rather than an external focus. Because when a tire goes flat, we want to blame the world, blame the tire, blame whatever it is out there that caused the flat tire or caused the terrible thing that's happening in your life. 
But if you can turn those thoughts inward and examine what you're making it mean in the moment, it will help you create more capacity to manage the emotions that are coming from the circumstance that happened outside you, right? Because I know I can't change the flat tire. I know I can't change the angry client. Those are things outside myself. Those are my circumstances and those are the facts. And so I don't have any control over that. But what I do have control over is the way I feel about it inside. And so creating that mindfulness habit, whether it comes through coaching or therapy or meditation, creating mindfulness will help you process the emotions that you need to become more resilient. And creating a positive relationship with yourself, where you are. So if right now you feel like you're way overwhelmed and way out of control and nothing's going your way, that's okay. Creating that positive, loving relationship with yourself is one of the first steps that you need to become more resilient. And I would encourage you, if you're really struggling in this area, is to try to view yourself as a fighter and an overcomer rather than a victim of your circumstances. Because the minute you go down that victim road, the you will lose all resiliency. Because none of us are victims to our circumstances. And if you feel like a victim and you wallow in that victim mentality, you will not be able to climb your way out of whatever circumstance is causing you stress right now. So let's talk a little bit about COVID because that was one of the reasons that I decided to talk about resilience today is we have all been kind of under this cloud of COVID for months now. At the beginning, it was super stressful because we didn't know what we were facing and we were kind of confused and we were locked down and tied up and all the things that were causing us grief. Now it's been months and months and months of the same thing. And we've kind of learned to live with it a little bit. We've, we understand it a little bit better. We understand what to do to try to prevent us ourselves from getting ill. But we're still dealing with this day-to-day COVID lifestyle. We have curbside medicine in a lot of cases. We have clients that are getting frustrated with us. And so we need to, to become more resilient in order to deal with what's going on with COVID. So let's talk about these managing emotion steps as it relates to COVID. So let's say I'm feeling very overwhelmed today because I have to go to work. I'm doing curbside. I'm the only veterinarian. And I'm using this example because it's all true. And I'm seeing double appointments every day. And clients are getting frustrated because we can't get them all into the schedule. That is what's going on in my COVID world right now. And then we also have all this stuff that's going on on the media with the election and all the things. And so I'm feeling overwhelmed and I want to be more resilient about what's going on with COVID. So the first step is managing those emotions, right? That overwhelmed feeling is something that I need to manage. And so if I'm feeling overwhelmed, 
I have the choice of either staying in that feeling of overwhelmed or thinking about why it is that I'm feeling overwhelmed. What thoughts am I creating in my brain to make this feeling of overwhelm? Because we all know that our feelings come from our thoughts, right? So I am choosing to think that COVID is never going to end, right? That's where my overwhelm is coming from, is how long is can this go on? How long do we have to keep clients out of the building? How long do I have to see double appointments because we're so busy at my work right now? Those are all the thoughts that I'm thinking that are causing my overwhelm. And so that self-awareness that these thoughts are causing these feelings is a really big step into me changing them. And then understanding that the emotion of overwhelm is within my control. And how would I like to feel about COVID? How would I like to feel about the fact that my schedule's super slammed and that I'm gonna have to work really hard today? So I need to go within, right? I need to look inward and say, okay, what is it about the situation that you're allowing to cause your overwhelm and how do you want to change it and so in my circumstance with what's going on in my life when i go to work every day what i get to decide is how do i want to feel and i have chosen to feel empowered and excited because to me overwhelm and anxiety feel kind of the same in my body as excitement So if I can change that overwhelmed feeling of dread or whatever, that that nervous feeling and anxious feeling that I get when I'm thinking about going to work on a COVID day, if I could change the narrative into I'm going to choose to be excited today because maybe it's going to be fun and maybe I'm going to see some puppies and that's going to be really fun. Maybe I will help somebody today because I enjoy doing that and change that narrative in my head to thinking that this could be fun, this could be challenging, and that's why I do what I do every day, then I can feel less stress, less dread, less overwhelm, and become excited. And then I'm resilient. And that whole thing about viewing myself as a fighter, and it goes back to my Rocky friend. You know, if you've listened to the podcast before, that I love Rocky Balboa and I love the Rocky movies. And so if I can get that feeling of, okay, I'm Rocky, I'm going to go into work today and I'm going to just keep punching and I'm going to do a really great job and I'm going to love what I do, then I can become resilient. And I know that's a little corny and that's the way I think of it, but you can think of your own way. If it's music that you play on the way to work, if you want to feel more purposeful, if you can have thoughts of purpose, and this is why I do what I do because I love helping people. I love making sick pets better. Those are all the things that you can pull up out of your little bag of tricks in order to feel more in control and feel more resilient. Because remember that resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. And we know that difficulties are going to happen every day. We just need to learn how to recover and reframe our thoughts quickly. So what steps can you take each day or even today to increase your resilience? The first one 
is to reframe your thinking. And that's kind of what I just talked about with the example of my COVID thinking and my Rocky thinking is what can you do to reframe your thoughts? And in order to do that, you have to focus on the things that you can control and the things that you can't control and let the things that you can't control go. So if something's happening in your life and you need to reframe your thoughts, look at the things that are within your control. And the first one is your thoughts, right? You can control those, even though sometimes it feels like you can't. And what else about the situation can you control? If a client's hollering at you, there's only so much you can do, but what can you control? You can control your behavior. You can control what you say and what you do in response to their anger. And that will help you create this better mindset that will help you become resilient. And it oftentimes comes down to just taking one small action in this situation in a positive direction. So if you're feeling stuck in overwhelm and anxiety, take one little step because sometimes our actions can help us refrain our feelings and our thoughts. So if you can think about becoming resilient as just taking one small step in a positive direction, that will help you so much in changing the way you think about things and the way you feel about things. And then I would also encourage you, if you're kind of wallowing and you're unable to step out of yourself or into yourself, you know, and and really examine your thoughts, if you're really struggling with some area, um, some circumstance outside yourself that's causing you to drown in this feeling of not being resilient, see if somebody can help you. Raise your hand and ask for help. It could be help from a friend. It could be help from a coworker. It could be help from a coach or therapist. That is so important to creating a more resilient mindset. Because if you feel like you have no resiliency, if you feel like nothing you're doing is moving you away from those negative thoughts and feelings, asking for help and asking someone else to reframe your thoughts for you is so helpful. I just did it this week. I helped someone else reframe her thoughts in order to help her feel more resilience. And I also had a coach help me because when it's you and the things are happening to you, it often feels so much more difficult to step outside and look at it logically because our brain isn't always logical, right? Especially if you're a feeling person like me. We've talked about Myers-Briggs before. If you're a feeler, sometimes it's really difficult to be logical. But if you have a friend that's logical, sometimes they can help you see that. So speak to them. Talk to them. Tell them where your brain's at. Let them help you become resilient. Let them help you recover quickly. So we talked about the why of becoming resilient being personal protection against overwhelming experiences. And that's the why. And the how is managing emotions and accepting that facts are beyond your control. Those are the two most important things I want you to remember. And I want you to get out of this podcast so badly. 
And remember, whenever you're working on these things, they are change and change is uncomfortable. So it is not going to feel easy. It's not going to feel simple. You're going to think that you're the only one that can't do this. But that's just your little negative brain feeding you crap. That chihuahua likes to give you crap. (laughs) So think of that little bitey, nasty chihuahua that comes into your office and that's just yakking at you. That's your brain. And just remember that. That's what you're fighting against. But you have control over it. Slap a muzzle on that puppy and put that puppy in line. So as I like to do sometimes on the podcast, I like to give you some quotes that help to sum up the things that we're talking about. And so I got a couple of quotes for you on resilience. So the first one is by Giver Tully, and it says persistence and resilience only come from having been given the chance to work through difficult problems. And I like that because if you can think of problems as an opportunity and that you're using these opportunities to grow yourself, that will help you so much become more resilient. Margaret Thatcher said, you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. And that one's cool, right? Because we fight the same battles all the time, especially when we're at work or even in the family. You'll have all these family problems and the same problem just keeps coming up over and over and over again. And so when Margaret Thatcher says you have to fight a battle more than once, it's so true. And here's another one I really liked. And this one's from Nelson Nelson Mandela. And it says, Do not judge me by my success. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again. And that one reminds me of Rocky. So I'm sorry, Nelson Mandela, but that quote reminds me of my friend Rocky because it's not how many times you get knocked out or knocked down. It's about how many times you can get back up again. So I encourage you this week to think about this concept of resilience. Think about what it means and how you can develop it for yourself. Because if you can become more resilient, you will be so much happier. And if you're having difficulty, you're worried, you need help, you just don't know how to start, reach out for help, reach out for coaching. If if you wanna coach with me, you can reach out through my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. So don't be afraid. We all struggle with these things. We all need help. And that's part of our, our human condition. And we all deal with negativity every day. Thanks for listening to me today. Talk about resilience. I love this concept. So I'm probably going to do this again. I think there's so much more that we can learn through thinking about this. But I hope I've given you enough tools to work on this a little bit for yourself this week. Please share with me if you do take some steps towards better resilience in your life. I'd love to hear your stories. And if you want, I can share them on the podcast, which I would really love to do that. So go out there this week, take one small action in a positive direction and work on your resilience. Have a really beautiful, productive week. And thanks for listening. Bye.